Good morning. Welcome to the Woman on Fire podcast. It's been a while since we've recorded. It feels good to be back. <laughs> and I am here with our co-host Jamie. And yeah, and we also have a very special guest that I will allow her to introduce herself. I'm really so you're here. Yvonne Gray. Welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, I'm Yvonne Gray. I'm a local doula and um, also a student midwife, slowly but surely. Um, and um, a VBAC mom, I think that's what we're going to talk about. That will definitely be a part of it. That's kind of a pivotal part of your life story that has led you to where you're at, right? So exactly, yeah, that's yes. yeah. So by all means, take the stage. All you guide us into your story wherever you want to start. Oh yeah. So um, so you know, so I grew up in Germany and um, where we have great access to uh, midwifery care. And um, my stepmom actually had my sister um, in, in, at an independent birth house. So I remember, and she's eight years younger than me. So I remember very young going to these childbirth classes and watching videos with a bunch of naked people. <laughs> but so this was normal, you know, so then, um, she had my sister and um, we stayed at my aunt's house for like a couple of days. Uh, so she had a baby and then actually went home and we, you know, the older kids all stayed with relatives. So this was my first like birth experience. Um, then, yeah, so then, you know, fast forward 20 something plus years when I got pregnant with my first kid, um, I was in the United States and I did have good insurance um, and I, would have also been able to use TRICARE because I was married to a military, um, or I'm, I'm still married, but so I, I could have, you know, used both insurance companies, but I uh, decided to go the civilian route and um, do the same thing sort of, um, go to an independent um, birth center and have my baby there. But then, um, which state, I wasn't, which, hmm? state, which state were you Maryland, living? Maryland. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, they, they, they were called special beginnings. Um, they just went out of business, I think, like either early this year or last year. So, but what I didn't know at the time, um, they were all CNMs, all of them. Um, you know, I didn't know the difference. Um, right. So to yeah, break it down to someone listening that might not know the difference either, or what that means is just certified nurse midwives. So they're nurses. Yeah. So they first. were all, yeah. they were all um, nurses first and then went to um, get their master's in midwifery. Um, so all, you know, pretty much hospital births or um, high intervention births. Um, so, and then on top of this, a couple of them were also prior military. I think that adds a layer of um, let's stick let's stick to the red tape. Um, and very authority, right? Like layers of authority. Yeah. So, um, which was funny because that's that's actually where I met the only male CNM I have met so far was at my first birth. Um, so, 
I've never met another male CNM. So he was prior air. So, yeah. So, um, yeah. So when, when, you know, when it was time for um, the birth, I was five days um, late, you know, Um, they had previously tried to uh, like tell me that this baby's going to come early because he was so big and all the things. let me just yeah. say you had late in quotations. There was yes. late in quotations. Yes. So, <laughs> we were 40 weeks and five days. Uh-huh. Yes, when, when I had him. So it started, you know, at, at 40 weeks, I did the, you know, common desperate thing. And like, okay, this baby, I'm done being pregnant. Where's the castor oil? Um, and let's take all of it, you know. Why not? Mm-hmm. Let's just take the whole bottle and, <laughs> and chase it with um, some Coke. Oh, and it man. did nothing. It did nothing. Nothing. Not even a little gas, a little no. gurgle in your tummy. Wow. Nothing. Okay. This was Saturday, October 20th, and nothing. Okay. So then um, Tuesday evening, so three days later, you know, I, I'm sure the gas was out of the system by then. Um, you know, something started nothing I got up and went downstairs but nothing like serious like you know back then this was 2007 um I you know I didn't have an app so I still had to write down my contractions <laughs> so so I did all this all night and then um I told my husband like yeah I think it's time and um he still went to work first he didn't really take me serious so but I did call him back because I couldn't, like I went in the shower and I couldn't even get out of the shower. Like I couldn't make that step, you know, like it was like a bathtub shower. So, so then we, you know, we thought this is the real thing. Let's call everybody, let's head in. Yeah. So, but, and um, for preparation, we had done a, a Bradley method class, which is not right for us at all. Like I will not listen to him. Oh. Like, I will not listen to him. That's, you know, now being married for uh, 14 years almost. Yeah. We know this was the wrong approach for us. Um, okay. He, Part of the learning gets, journey. Yeah. He gets nervous um, when the path is not really clear. Um, he gets nervous when I'm in pain. And then, you know, the stress of birth and becoming a father for the first time and stuff like this. So, so this was not the right thing for us. Um, so he was not a good um, support person um, in this regard, because like now I know it's just not for him. Now I know, you know, um, we didn't have a doula, but we had a good friend um, who came and joined us for a little bit um, just because she was like a great friend. She was not a doula. I didn't have any training, but she was helpful, but um. anyway, so I labored for a really long time. Apparently I made it to like nine centimeters. Um, you know, and we were talking about, you know, what's coming next, the ring of fire and, you know, um, the male midwife had done my cervical check. So he said, well, I can't really tell you how it feels like. <laughs> so I remember this. Um, but, you know, this went on all night, all, all day, Wednesday, all day. Uh, all night into Thursday and then eventually um, because nothing was happening and um, 
my contractions actually slowed down. We then um, transferred to the hospital um, for some Pitocin and an epidural. That didn't work. And Did then you stay at nine centimeters all, all like all night. No. Okay. No. Do you remember? So how long when you when they checked me at the hospital, I was like six or seven. Okay. Okay. And they told me I was never nine centimeters. Oh. Which you know, which I know now, I that probably was nine centimeters. But you just you guys scared my cervix away. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, scared my cervix to come back. So, right, right. Especially, yeah, the transfer and all that. Yeah, I was, I was very scared um, because this is not what I wanted. I'd never been to that hospital. Um, I had drank a lot of Gatorade, and as soon as I got there, and like you know, they make you change into the hospital gown. I, I want to say I vomited. No, I didn't vomit. I bathed. Like, mm. vomit is like ladylike. No, this wasn't ladylike. <laughs> I literally, and so, and they got me this little, you know, dish to puke in, you know, but my friend who's a, you know, elementary teacher, she's like, no, she needs a trash can. Mm. Like, like she came running with a trash can. What a wise friend. <laughs> yeah. So I was just so nervous and crying. I was like, you know, this was not what I wanted. Um, but as soon as day shift rolled around, they decided they were going to do a C-section. And um, I was I was very, um, obviously, very uh, disappointed um, and why. Uh, but now, you know, now this this is where my journey started. So, so can I, I ask a question real quick? So you said that the Pitocin and the epidural didn't work. Did you kind of just stay at six centimeters then? Yeah. And did you, did the epidural, like... Did you feel the epidural? It just didn't make a difference in the labor. Um, like, did you feel the effects of the epidural? Like it made you numb? Yeah, it made me numb, but not enough. It was like now, you know, but now that I have more experience, I feel like it only numbed certain parts. It definitely wasn't like numb, like down. Right. But numb only in certain spots. Right. But it wasn't like very organized. Sure. Right. Your body responded to it differently. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, um, so they, I, def I know they had to give me like much higher and more medication for the cesarean. Right. Um, to not have to put me under. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, so would then, you, um, go ahead. Would you be willing to share a little bit of your processing? You know, you just said you were, you know, disappointed of how the experience was very different than what the way you thought it would go. Um, and, you know, some folks navigate that. Could you share a bit of your experience processing that? Yeah, I mean, um, so I definitely felt um, like railroaded. Um, I also felt, you know, the other mistake I made um, or we made is, you know, my in-laws were very uh, present at the birth. They were in the room um, most of the time. and you know, I just didn't know them well enough. Um, so now our relationship is much different. Now she could probably be in the house when I give birth. But, you know, back then I think I have met her twice before mm -hmm. I invited her into my birth space. Um, so so she, they left and then they came back um, or she came back by herself. And I felt a little bit like, yeah, I just had a baby. Like, so, but 
I, I think it was a little bit dismissed that I was cut open. Um, and, you know, from one side to the other. And so working on this was, was definitely hard. But then, you know, my baby was 10, 10 pounds, six ounces. So everybody was telling me like, yeah, you know, like you look, you're tiny. You could have never birthed him, you know. I'm like, well, I don't know, you know. So, um, well, time, of course, that's what you believe because that's what they're telling you, right? Yeah, that's what, you know, so many people told me. And and then, um, um, you know, he was cute. He was a good baby. He was a good sleeper. Um, so that birth was not as bad for me as the second one. Um, you know, while I, while, I, while I felt a little bit railroaded, I could, you know, see the medical reasoning, you know, big baby, he was also sunny side up, um, which means, you know, he was facing the wrong way. Um, Protracted labor, all the things, right? Yeah, so I felt at least like I tried, you know? Mm -hmm. So with the second baby, um, we had since then uh, moved to Germany and um, I, you know, I had, didn't have my health, own health insurance anymore. So I was um, definitely um, um, dependent on TRICARE. So um, we thought I was going to have a VBAC vaginal birth after a cesarean. But um, with TRICARE, you get overseas, you get only like the big doctors. Um, you don't get like the small resident, you get like the big doctors and all the big doctors decided that I was just going to have a repeat cesarean. Um, and, um, there's also like a little bit of a backstory there. After my first baby, I had two miscarriages. So the second baby was also really, really wanted and really, really planned. And. I was more willing to do what the doctors were telling me because I just really wanted another baby. Um, so, and then, um, yeah, so they told me he's going to be like 11 pounds, you know, because his brother was um, 10, six. And then um, we tried like a, um, a cervical induction for like 24 hours, right around my due date. That didn't work nothing happened. Um, and then um, we just, okay, let's, let's do another cesarean because this is not going to go anywhere. Um, and then he, he was only eight, 13. Significantly. Yeah. Almost two pounds lighter. Yeah. Almost two pounds lighter. And how many weeks were you? Um, 39 and six. So and um, yeah, so that, that was like the whole, this was a bad experience for both of us. Um, they, they didn't talk to me. They got the baby out fairly quickly and then kicked my husband and the baby out. Um, and then they talked over me. Like they literally talked about golf and, and like vacation. And I asked like a couple questions and nobody answered me. So kind of scary. Yeah, where was the first cesarean? Um, the midwife from the independent person that was actually in the operating room with us. And he was talking to me, you know, and right. he, was he was there making, present with you. Yes. So this the, the second cesarean, like 
I literally felt like a piece of meat um oh my goodness being worked on and then also like you know I don't want to for me um the instruments the the sounded like silverware so even more of that piece of meat thought yes yes right. and then you know the smell so that was um that was just much more horrible and then um with my husband, so they gave him the baby, sent him to the labor room, and they left him there for like an hour. So then somebody came, and you know, there's definitely was some communication issues because he doesn't speak German. So they just told him, you know, to take his shirt off, and they did like skin to skin with the baby, and then they left him alone again. With so, no updates about you. No, but I don't think they could have understood each other. Oh, sure. So. But it was like he was alone, I was alone. Like definitely. Yeah, the bonding time. That's good. <laughs> yeah, but he was he was stressed out. Of course. You said he, he was didn't stressed out. That. So so he, he now he knows. <laughs> oh, right. We can only learn from experience. Yeah. So um so that that cesarean uh, was much harder for me. Um, you know, I definitely felt like I was being lied to, like two pounds smaller um the whole like um my german family wasn't very supportive like um my dad had told me that um women have babies every day and i shouldn't be act like such a baby so and he didn't he didn't realize that i had a cesarean and he, he thought i had an episiotomy oh, okay and like i literally had to show him like no they cut me open like so but he, you know, he still told me not to be a baby. Um, so, but so then also what had happened right before my birth, my car had broken down and we lived like sort of in the country. And then, um, so that, that was just hard. I was two small babies. My husband was gone a lot. And that I definitely had like postpartum depression. You know, he, he was born in August and then it snowed literally from like the end of November until who knows when. Um, so I definitely um, experienced postpartum depression then. I was just so down, um, um, you know, couldn't lose the weight. Um, this was very isolating, um, this, the second one, you know, because also where was I supposed to go with no car and in a country and it's no ice. Well, and a little bit reflective of just sort of being there on that table, being ignored, almost that you went it was like you were dismissed and then you went into your postpartum and you were again you're alone and you're yeah yeah the the the, the, the feeling of being dismissed continued for, for months right you know. right that yeah. Yeah. that yeah. you're just here to do this job <laughs> yeah so um wow. he was then also like a difficult baby which wasn't really helpful right um and, and now we know he has some um um, like now he's, we know he's on the autism spectrum, but we, you know, we didn't know all, all this when he was first born. So he was definitely a difficult baby, no car. I will never be without a car again. Like, so it's just, so, and then, yeah, it was definitely not the experience I wanted. Going um, from one to two is also challenging because there's yes. a baby between you and your baby. And when that second baby is more difficult, that's also challenging and you don't have yeah. anyone pass them along to wow yeah, we, fun. 
Oh, it's okay. It's okay. But I mean, the, the, the funny thing and great thing is that a friend who really helped me in this phase was my neighbor. Ah. And she now lives in Kapolei. No way. Yes. That's Wait, amazing. Your neighbor in Germany is now in Kapolei. <laughs> oh, life is too cool. I bet amazing. it's really amazing to talk about that space where you were then together. And I mean, so because your story continues. Yes. So, um, I got, so, um, so actually, that's that's also um, this might be a little bit triggering for some people, but um, so once my baby was the second baby was one year old. Um, I started feeling funny, but then I'm like, okay, I'm also going to work and this is going to be good. I'm just not going to be a mom anymore. Well, then I went to my sister's birthday, um, which is August 28th. And, you, you know, I don't know if you guys have sisters, but sisters can be like very straightforward. She told me I look like crap. She told me I was acting like a bitch. Um, she, and she said, like, I bet you're pregnant. I'm like, no, I'm not pregnant, whatever. And she still had a pregnancy test. She's like, take this home and take it tonight and call me. Wow. Obviously, I was pregnant. Wow, she's in tune with you. Not only can those sisters be direct, but they can be right, damn it. <laughs> yeah, so, and she's my little sister, you know? So your little sister is right. It's always oh, like, oh. <laughs> no, like, so, but I didn't want this baby. You know, so uh, my second one, Lucas, was very hard. You know, I was, he was just a year. We made it to a year. I was ready to hopefully go to work, um, stop being a mom and, you know, take care of myself. Like I, I, I was just coming around, you know, um, I felt like coming out of the fog, right? Coming out of the fog. And I never sought treatment um, or anything. Um, so, you know, first I, I definitely took some time to tell my husband because I really, I didn't know, I didn't know if I want to keep the baby. Like, I really didn't know if I, um, not that, you know, he wasn't wanted, but I was like, this is no, like, I don't want another baby right now. No, like, this is not what I want. This is not, um, I'm not going to be a baby making machine. Like this is, you know, so, okay. um, recognized that you it's okay to sit with those feelings it's actually yeah. part of the yeah. story so <laughs> so i you know i did research some options um and then um you know decided okay i guess i'm gonna have another baby fine um, I did put some boundaries there up though. Um, when Lucas was 18 months old, um, I stopped nursing um, pretty much cold turkey because I was like, I need my body to myself for a couple months. Um, this was February and then Jonas was born in, in, in uh, May. Um, so I just didn't want to nurse. Like, I'm like, no, like I need people, no mm -hmm. touch. So, so those, so yeah, those two kids are only like 19 months apart. So third, third uh, birth, we hired a doula because, you know, you learn from your mistakes. Um, and where were you at this point? In Germany, but we had so. moved to a different city. Okay. So, 
But, um, you know, you guys know wh how I am. Um, my doula was trying to hard to convince me to go to Landstuhl Regional Medical Center. Um, just like Tripler. Um, instead of going to a German hospital again. Okay, so convinced you to go to the military hospital. Yeah, I did okay. not listen. And I feel like this definitely didn't help me with my birth experience. Um, I, you know, because when we were at the hospital, my husband and my doula weren't able to communicate with the staff. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, so I also had hired a, a midwife uh, for my prenatal care. She told me um, that she wouldn't be comfortable supporting my birth at home, but she would get me there and then bring me to the hospital as late as possible. Okay, like a month. So, but that didn't really quite work out because she didn't tell me that she had actually a bad relationship with the hospital and wasn't able to go in at all. Like, like I figured this out until after the birth. So. So did she assume she would get you there with your doula at home and then send you to the hospital with your doula? Yeah. But did she disclose that to you? No. Okay. No, I mean, she did disclose that she wouldn't be at the hospital. Um, but it was, it felt very abrupt. Like she only got us to the door. There was no transfer. Then when they heard which midwife I used, they were not very happy with me. Okay. Um, so, they, you know, they, it wasn't a smooth transfer or how is it transfer is supposed to be. There was no communication um, that, you know, that, that definitely disrupted the process. But I did have a doula. Um, so my husband didn't have to do much this time. So, well... So so I want to highlight for a second. Sounds like this labor started on its own spontaneously then? Yes. Yes. All right. at, at exactly 40 days. Oh, yes. 40 weeks. Uh, 40 weeks. Yes. Right. Friday. Okay. Friday it started and exactly on time. And it was, um, I was, you know, in, in touch with my doula and her name is Tara. Um, and in my case, I wanted somebody who didn't have an easy time delivering babies or birthing babies. Um, she had had um, two or three previous C-sections at the time. So I wanted somebody who doesn't like squat and, you know, have a baby in five minutes. Um, that was sort of my idea, you know? I wanted somebody who would understand um, me and my fears and stuff like this. So, um, yeah, so she was great. She, she was there the whole time, but um, at the hospital, I was stressed out again between having to translate and then, um, you know, obviously the hospital staff wasn't very supportive of a VBAC after two cesareans. And they like wanted me to slow down because they didn't have an anesthesiologist around at right that second. But, you know, I wasn't full blown neighbor and then my doula and my husband wanted to know what was going on and I'm having like a ton of contractions. So I was translating the whole time. And then I don't know what pissed me off, but something pissed me off. And I was like, I'm done. Let's do a cesarean. 
there was no enough of being the in between when really you were supposed to be in between being held and you were in between dispersing all your energy to everyone else yeah seems like instead of you being able to go inward you had to be the outward one yeah so and then I told my husband and my doula, okay, we could do in a C-section. And they're like, what? what's wrong with the baby? What, what's going on? Why? 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 You know, so um, to not to their fault at all. Like I was just stressed out. I was done. Um, but um, we did, this was the best experience we, we could have had as a cesarean. Um, my doula was not allowed in the room, but um, I actually... Um, wanted my husband to stay with me. So he got to see the baby for a second and then I wanted the baby to go with my doula. I wanted my husband to stay with me the whole time. I'm like, no, he's not leaving. And I yelled at everybody. Um, And I I made sure I was very involved in the- Right, and you're gonna hear me. In the whole (laughs) process. You're gonna hear me this time. (laughs) Uh Yes. So, um, and he, yeah, it was, it's just much better. Even in recovery, um, then they, you know, they came in and told the baby had like a little low blood sugar. I'm like, okay, I want them. No, nobody touches the baby. I want the, the doula give my baby some formula, not you. And I want her to use a spoon or her finger, you know, by that time I was much more educated. Um, I just didn't ask for the blood sugar number it was only 46 Hmm. so he could have totally waited for me but yeah yeah. um what's but you didn't know um Mm. how big was he 9 13 okay so in between yeah in between um yeah but he you know he was head down he was not standing side up like they said like oh he would have never come out but you know this is just trying to make me myself you know make me feel better and he was like the biggest baby at the hospital and and you know um, how far dilated you got with him um six seven centimeters okay all right yeah so um and my water had with him had not broken so um yeah so the, the whole experience was much much better um just because you know my doula was there and then also after like I never felt alone and I wasn't physically alone um so um and you know people now people may think it's weird that you know I wanted my my doula um to be with the baby but you know I, I wanted my husband I wanted my husband to hold my hand like you know and so like, I'm like, the, the baby's going to, like, I can take care of the baby later. Like I will, I'm still take care of him. He's nine years old. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So um, I just, I just felt strongly that I definitely needed to take care of myself first. Um, they even, it was a long time. It was definitely like four or five hours until I got to see him. But by that time I was showered. Um, I like braided my hair like this was like I just remember like braiding my hair and I felt like together I felt ready for that step to meet him and to um, be his mom 
Yeah, you were able to kind of regroup after your experience, your surgery, instead of just like going through all of that and then being pushed like a baby in your face. It was like, all right, on to the next. Yeah, you know, you. And, you know, when you, when you look at the beginning, like I, I wasn't really sure if I wanted him, you know? Yeah. So so I definitely needed some time to, to, to get around, you know, and really be ready. So I even ate, like I literally like took care of myself first. I ate, I showered, I brushed my teeth, did my, like not did my hair, but brushed my hair. But yeah. I was, you know, ready to meet this person. Um, and then, you know, my doula was fabulous. She like cuddled on him and she like sent me like pictures by the time, you know, people had phones with pictures, you know, they were good. They were hanging out, you know, they were having a good time, they, you know. Yeah, well, it so, sounds like taking care of yourself this way made a difference for you and how you difference. felt about this experience. Yeah. yeah, and that's also made me realize how bad I felt after the second one. Mm. And I'm like, oh, my God, why didn't I ask for help? Why didn't I set boundaries? Why didn't I like, you know, even I probably should have been on, on medication, you know, that's how bad I felt. Um, but this time, you know, it definitely um, I just, yeah, I put myself first you know before everybody else so yeah this was you know also a much better um, postpartum experience because um I just had you know I had I had built my village I, I knew what I needed or what I was missing um and yeah and then when he was 10 months old we moved to Hawaii yay so <laughs> yeah so, and then, um, yeah, we, this was definitely a longer break in between babies and we decided to um, have another baby. Yay! This was. So what year a, are we in now? We are in 2014. All right. Yeah. So Jonas was born in 2012. Right. So you had a nice little break and some yeah. time to have your own body and. Well, I was still nursing. So, uh. <laughs> so, because he, he was like, I think, you know, the universe definitely knew what I needed. He was a good sleeper. He was like a perfect nurser. Like he came out and knew how to nurse. I mean, I had done it already twice before, but he knew he came out and knew like, I'm going to let this lady sleep. I'm going to poop on a schedule. Like, good boy. Yeah. Like <laughs> he, he knew what I needed. Um, and then, um, he was no. only like two or three months old when we got orders to Hawaii. And that like, really like, I'm like, yes, like get me, you know, um, only one more winter in this craziness. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so then we planned for baby number four and um, I'm very fortunate. I got, you know, got pregnant very quickly. There were, there were some scary things. Um, you know, I was, there was some bleeding in the beginning so I thought I maybe would lose the baby, but, um, you know, he's almost six now. He's fine. So, um, but yeah, so I, I was pregnant and then, um, I connected with my friend Casey. So shout out to Casey Bradley, if you're listening to this. Shout out to Casey. We'll have you on too. She's got yeah. some stories to tell. <laughs> yeah, she does. So, so then Casey was actually working, no, I don't know. She she was already done working with you, Jamie, um, for kid Her, number three. Yeah. So she had a 
she was planning a home birth and then at 41 weeks decided forget it and she went in and she had an induction and she was a double v-back yeah yeah and she had a, success, a very successful induction yeah so and when when was this do you remember um you may have already been pregnant at that point yeah. Yeah, I, I just know she had the baby already when yeah. I was doing my search um, for Yeah, Kaya. she may have been like three months postpartum, maybe somewhere yeah. around there. Yeah. Yeah. So did she bring the baby? Oh, I'll, I'll let you tell the story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So no, yeah, um, no, she did not. But um, yeah, so then she uh, told me about you. But then she also told me about Dr. Laurie. And, you know, at this point, you know, I had three cesareans. So many people had told me um, that this was going to be a planned cesarean and probably a planned cesarean very early. I was due July 2nd. So people were recommending like early, um, early to mid-June. I shouldn't have any contractions. I was going to be a ticking time bomb. And if... I am, um, would be so selfish to try for a VBAC. One of us would die on worst case, both of us. That's yeah. You, yeah. that time bomb thing. Yeah. Yeah. So this was at a, um, all female practice in Kailua. Yeah. So, so you went to um, multiple practitioners in the medical system and that was the general consensus, like C-sections, your only option. Yeah. And early, right. early, like and early can't like, have contractions. Yeah, no contractions. Like they, 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 they wanted him out by like 37 weeks. Oh, okay. Even though you had never gone into labor before 40 weeks. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Made no sense. Um, you know, and, and by that time I was like involved in a breastfeeding support group, you know, I was in a lot of VBAC groups. I even had, I had like helped people achieve their VBACs because like, because don't do what I did. Oh wait, Get so at this point you, you were already a doula. No, I wasn't a doula. Oh. I was a supportive friend. Okay. With a lot of insight and experience. Yes. Okay. So, um, yeah, so I had hired already a doula, I'm pretty sure. Um, she's now off island. But yeah, Casey introduced me to Sacred Healing Arts. Um, and that's when I doc met Dr. Laurie. And Dr. Laurie took like one look at me and she's like, you can do this, but you need to want to do this. Like, I cannot want this. I, I like, I cannot want this more than you want this. Like, I need you to want this baby vaginally. Like, that is the wise words of a midwife who has a lot of experience. They yeah, can't so, be more invested than the mom. Yeah. Right, well, even if you are, it just it, it doesn't help. It doesn't help get there. Yeah. So um, yeah, and I so this was like one of my first uh, you know prenatal appointments. I walked away like feeling good, like that I'm having another baby. And yeah, like she said, I can do this. So this is what we're gonna do. Like, yeah, let's do this. Like, um, it was out of pocket, um, but I didn't care, you know, about the money that there wasn't just not leaving a prenatal appointment crying and 
being dismissed again or like why am I having another kid like you know like why are you having four children like you know you don't know that four cesareans are very unhealthy like you know you know and then also by the time I was 38 years old you know so I was old triple v oh yeah so right you what so you know why doctors. was I going to do this like you know didn't I have enough healthy children already whatever um just are just like smart remarks that they course, things that people say that they don't even really recognize or yeah yeah so <laughs> but everything was good um I had like um a few of my appointments um in town um I think one big appointment on the North Shore and then uh, the last two or three all at my house, which was you know, very convenient because um, then we were talking summer break and all the kids were home. So not being, having to schlep them all around mm-hmm. uh, was much more convenient, you know. And it like, again, it was very positive. Like, you know, everybody was excited about this baby and- It's about your family. It's about, yeah. Yeah. So. I did make some preparations. Um, I bought my own birth pool. Um, I have this thing about plastic. So <laughs> I didn't want to sit on plastic, even though a birth pool is plastic too, but I didn't want to use a liner. Like I was very adamant. I didn't want to use a liner. So uh, even though Dr. Laurie would have brought a pool, but then I would have had to use a liner. I just like, no, I'm going to buy my own pool because I really don't want to use a liner, mm-hmm. um, which is so weird to me now, which is not a big deal but hey you're a woman getting to know herself more and more and her preferences and that's important yeah <laughs> I, I did pack a hospital bag and showed it to my doula where it was it was in a closet I um just packed it away and I also made a um birth plan um for a cesarean because we knew that um if we would transfer to the hospital that they would probably want to cut me open yeah so but my due date came and went <laughs> and you know so I was due July 2nd and then um 4th of July I had not not made any plans because you know my previous babies I either was in labor or had them by then you know so I had no food in the house for July 4th and I just remember you know being grumpy and hot and all the things so I spent so much money at Whole Foods and invited my friends over <laughs> and everything was like I didn't make anything Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just like so that was a great day and then um a couple days later so when was this so this was Tuesday into Wednesday um after either the fifth or the sixth I would have to look at the calendar now things started at night and then they went away Mm. They started at night and then they went away. So my husband was also deployed. So, which is fine. Like, I'm, we were good without him. So three nights in a row, it like started and went away. So, and then on the third morning, I was like talking to friends. Um, she, like one of my friends, she was in California. So it was already like morning for her while it was still like way too early here. And she said like, just, text your doula like she should come be there with you I'm like yeah but I don't want to hang out all day like this is going to be like what if it goes away like she said no 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 it's the third day it's it's going to stay around (laughs) so I called her 
And yeah, contractions stayed around for most of the day, but then they went away again in the afternoon. And then uh, I had like um, uh, a penal appointment um, and I did agree to a vaginal check just, you know, to see if something was happening. And I was like a juicy goosey four centimeters. Yeah. Um, very and very manageable like nothing like wow. so and it was good and then um um yeah like you know it just went on I was a little bit frustrated because like when is this happening right let's um, check it in the gear already right <laughs> yeah so then then my doula actually, you know, we put the kids to bed, um, you know, then my doula also slept downstairs on the couch. You know, I had called her at like 4.30 or 5 a.m. So, you know, we're now talking the same. So she's, she wanted to rest a little bit downstairs, which was fine because I was going to go sleep too. And then I was talking um, to Casey. Um, we were texting and, you know, I was being all negative, like, this is not going to work. And I know we're going to the hospital. And I don't know, like, this is all like stupid. Like, why am I doing this? You know, so, and then Casey was like, oh, do you want me to come over? I'm like, no, it's like in the middle of the night. You know, we were talking like 10 or 11 o'clock at night. Like, why do you want, no. She said, no, I'm coming over. I'm like, oh, fine, whatever. Like, fine, come over. So great. Um, just for a little bit to 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 calm to calm me down and get me into yeah. like get me into a better space. Right. So she came and then um, like you know we were friends, but it's not like we were like really close friends. Yeah, you didn't like, know each other that well yet. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> so so you know she came and I had like ugly cries like I don't know how long I ugly cried but like you know imagine it's not just like ugh, like it wasn't good and then I got hot <laughs> and um I asked her to like I sat on the back backwards on the toilet and I'm like can you rub my head <laughs> can you rub my 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 back and it was turning into a total baby and she got me in the shower and, you know, I, in the meanwhile, I didn't know that she was texting with my doula downstairs. This is, you know, she, I was in labor land uh, listening to some VBAC tracks, but Casey like definitely took care of me. And then um, she got me out of the shower. And then, um, so Casey has big boobs. And I just remember her like grabbing me really hard and like, you know, letting me rest like on her, like, you know, me pretty much naked. And like me, like sucking, I don't know, I'm like sucking her motherhood in. It's like, mm-hmm. like that full embrace, that full like it was, it was definitely something like out of this world. Like I still, you know, I mean, it's six years, and I still remember how wow. Casey's boobs feel like. Oh, wow. <laughs> like it's home, it's so comforting. <laughs> it was just so. And then she like, and then you know, she said, um. I don't know what you mean, but you're squeezing me every five minutes here. Like, are you having contractions? No, 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 I'm not having contractions. No, no, no. I'm fine. Like, no, this is this baby's not coming. You know, you're now talking like, it's like well past midnight. So, and then I have like um, some bloody show and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna die, you know. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So, 
but you know, I was definitely so that's when we really labor really, really started. Like, I, you know, I, I definitely left my headspace, but I just needed somebody to take care of me. So Casey wasn't really allowed to go anywhere. Like she had to squeeze me there. She said just, she couldn't like leave my side. Like I told somebody else to like, go get water. Like she had to stay there. Um, so then like around 3 a.m. I remember like shortly after 3 a.m. We get out of the bathroom. This was, we were in the, in the bathroom for hours. I get out of my bathroom and I see Dr. Laurie sitting there. I'm like, who called her? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like, what is she like? Why is she here? I'm not in labor. <laughs> like, this is not happening. Like, you know, while I'm like, you know, so, mm -hmm. so I get into the tub. They they had um, heated back up, and then you know my doula was there, and I'm like, everybody, like the whole, the whole room was ready, like candles on, like you know how we had discussed this, you know, candles on, the diffuser was on, and. You know, Dr. Lowy had already put some of her stuff out. And I was just like, whatever, people like, um, what, you know, just leave me alone. And I, you know, Dr. Lowy remembers this. It's like, it had to be so quiet. Um, I didn't like any noise. Um, so like, you know, if she, when she was opening something, like, you know, what she needed, probably, um, or like just, looking for her stuff in her bag, the little crinkling noises. Um, I, I needed everybody to be so quiet. Um, then, uh, so right around four, um, I started um, feeling a little pushy, but um, her birth assistant wasn't there yet. So I needed, um, I was still waiting for Piper. Um, so not that, I, you know, was waiting, but my body wanted her to be there uh, because Piper also speaks German. So once she got there, like at four or something, uh, I felt really good. Everybody was there. Everybody was in place. And, you know, Casey was there. Um, she wasn't planned to be there, but she definitely needed to be there. Like she like even asked like, oh, do, 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 I can leave now. I'm like, no, no, you're not going. It's your mother figure. Figures. Like, you're not going anywhere. Like you were saying like right here, like you can't even go pee. Like this is how bad I need you. Um, so, which was good. I think Casey was pregnant actually at the time. Now that I remember. Um, yeah. So is that what it was? Yeah. Was she freshly pregnant? I think she board? was freshly pregnant. Okay. Yeah. I know you guys' late pregnancies overlapped. So. Yeah. So then um yeah i started feeling pushy then you know my water broke i also wanted it very dark um not a lot of lights um dr laurie did offer a vaginal check um at that time because you know i'd never fully dilated um and you know i know that she just wanted to check you know is this you know is this right but um she's you know she's little and i'm not so big so I just scooted in the, to the middle of the birth pool and told her no you're not touching me <laughs> so I did this with it oh yeah yeah so and but then you know I mean pretty soon after I you know I was pushing anyway um 
And it was funny because I was like in the middle of pushing and there was Piper was on one hand, you know, um, I don't know, somebody, you know, Piper one hand and Leah the other hand and Casey like whispering my ear and Dr. Loy giving me hip squeezes. So I just like, you know, the, the, the contraction was done and I'm like, I feel high as a kite. I'm so high and with explicit language in there. Um, and then the next contraction came. So, um, but yeah, so they, they, so I sort of checked myself, um, you know, to see how far I was able to get my fingers in there. And the second time I, you know, there was not much room at all. I could immediately feel his head. Um, yeah, then I pushed a little bit more, I sort of squatted, um, and then they made me lean back and Piper sort of caught him, but also just gave them, gave him to me immediately. So there's some pictures. Um, so Maybe I pushed only for like a- those Pictures for our title page. <laughs> I have to see. Uh, they're very grainy because, you know, it's so dark. Right. Um, but yeah, so, you know, so then I sat back and it definitely took me a couple seconds or more than a couple seconds to 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 like realize what just happened and it wasn't like immediate like crying or it was definitely like not shock but you know but a good shock you know mm -hmm. so then the first thing I said was like shit I fucking did it <laughs> like so mm -hmm. uh yeah so and then, um, yeah, I mean, everything, everything was good. Um, there was, you know, a little bit of blood. Um, we, we didn't know how much I had torn or yet or so. But um, then I was very surprised by um, the contractions for the placenta. I was freaking out. Oh. So I, I felt like somebody needs to take the baby. Like somebody needs to take the baby, like. Like, right, it was I can't, intense. I, no, no, like, no, uh -huh. like, I'm gonna, like, drown him. Like, this is too painful, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so, Leah cut the cord. Um, there's also a picture, actually, where you can see, like, I'm still laying there, and Dr. Loy, on the other side of the pool, has my cord, or his cord in his hand. Like, you can see, like, <laughs> how long it was. Um, yeah, so, Leah cut the cord, but then Piper held him. Um, so I just needed somebody else to, and I think Casey took over too for a little bit. I just couldn't hold him like while I was going through this process. Um, and then, um, that it was not very complicated at all. As soon as I stood up, it sort of fell out. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So like <laughs> not was, long after the baby. No, not long after the baby at all. So, you know, then we moved to the bed and, um, you know, she checked on me and um, I needed a couple of stitches. Um, but um, what also happened, so in my birth plan, I had written down that it was very important for me to um, dress the baby and do be as involved as I could be in the first exam. But what happened is I was so exhausted. I was literally so exhausted. I couldn't even hold him. Like, 
so exhausted. So Piper had him for, for a good bit. And then um, they dressed him right next to me so I could touch him. But I was so tired and so exhausted. I could have not put um, a diaper on him. Um, I was also not really ready to hold him yet. Like, like yeah, it's I, not many women experiences. Some, some of them have, but I just, I need a lot of time to like sort of get back to me mm -hmm. but yeah so around yourself so you can be present for him yeah yeah so Which you have done prior yes yes but you know i also had never gone through it was so much work getting this baby out um i mean i only pushed for an hour and a half which is not a lot um and he was nine two um so which is funny because he was very much the same weight than my second who was age 13. So, you know, now we know I should have just tried harder and probably would have gotten him out. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, so the, this, this experience um, was so different. Um, like I said, I, I was a little surprised that I wasn't, you know, how you see in the videos, like crying and so happy to be like, still like needed time to you know get to know this baby and be ready for him um but later you know i talked to dr laurie about the experience and said like i felt like such a heavy weight was off my shoulders like i was carrying this around you know at this time so first birth was in 2007 now this was 2015 for like eight years i had carried this around that i wasn't going to be able to push out a baby like um, not that this is any validation of womanhood or, you know, but for me, it was very like devastating. Like, how can I get pregnant so easily, but then I can't push out a baby and all these people are telling me I can't push out a baby. So it was so weird to not have this burden anymore. Like it literally felt like uh, a physical weight was, yeah, like I was standing up tall and straight and yeah, I pushed this baby out. Like, mm -hmm. so it definitely changed my, um, like something that I, I didn't have to worry about anymore. Like, right. So big, big life change and big, like, yeah, transition. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like almost six now. Amazing. So you know, and then that changed your trajectory. Right. Yeah, I mean, so I was um, already pretty involved in the um, breastfeeding support group because I could always make lots of milk. Right. That's right. how I met moms um, who, you know, were obviously birthing or giving birth or just had given birth. So, and then um, from lactation, you always want to know, so what happened at the birth? How fast did you get your baby? Right. Like, um, did you have any help, you know, nursing this baby in the hospital? So, and then, you know, it's very easy to transition from like, well, what happened at the birth to let me be at that birth. So I know it's, it's going to go easy. So I know how to support you on the other side. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. But then, um, yeah, I, I became a doula fairly quickly um, after. Um, and because I knew so many people, I was able to like get all my certifying births, uh, you know, but this is a different story if you need to be a certified doula or not. Um, yeah, but this, you know, this started um, 
definitely like, yes, I needed to be in the birth space, not just supporting breastfeeding, um, but in the birth space, because, you know, we know if the better birth experience you have, the easier nursing will be, you know, um, not always, but if you have a great birth experience, if you get a lot of bonding in with your baby, um, the other issues might be much easier to overcome than um, if you have both, you know, a horrible birth experience and no support for breastfeeding. Plus you had this wide range of experiences, like you could, you know, just as you said, when you hired the doula that hadn't had the most easy experiences, like you can really look a woman in the face and say like, oh, I know. Yeah. I'm still right here with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, um, that's surprising. And people like, sometimes when I meet people, they were like, so you had a vaginal birth first and then three C-sections. I'm like, no as a way um mm -hmm. and then you, you can do this yeah <laughs> um right so you can defy all odds i want to highlight from your story real quick what you said that you ne needed very specific conditions in your labor your last labor if you're like it's got to be dark no little sound you're not touching me and that you were finally at a place where that was just clear and you could express that and you had team members that would respect it as well and that just how important that was and that you know not that that's why the other stories of your births ended the way they did but still just to bring attention to or awareness to how significant those elements are yeah right. it was it, it was totally um i you know i was at my home you know everybody who was there was you know sort of a guest or a friend um, that you approved <laughs> that, that i approved of and you know um i was just you know, treated like a, you know, like a queen, like definitely like um, everything I said went, like nobody had a discussion with me when I told them to, Shh. Mm -hmm. they were quiet. Like, you know, yeah. uh, I don't know if you can do this in a hospital and tell somebody to be quiet. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you can, but it's maybe not, they're not. As well, receptive. it's tricky, right? Cause they got to do their job. And what are you going to be like? No, you can't turn on the lights right now. They're like, well, we got to see, otherwise how can we do our job? Right. But. Yeah. And what I also tell people is like, you have to really, 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 really carefully consider your birth team because there will be a point where you cannot rely on your gut anymore. Like there's something going on in labor where you have to trust on the people you hired or who you invited into your space who, to sort of make the right decisions for you. You know, like in my case, they were texting Dr. Lowy. They were getting the tub ready. They did all this for me. I wasn't in the space to direct anything. I just like, be quiet, but you know, I couldn't have told them to do this, you know. So um, get them, you know, call the midwife or like, they, they were doing all this for me. And then um, when I, you know, I've obviously there were like some, I never said I wanted to go to the hospital, but I was like, oh my God, an epidural would be like so good right now. Um, but just how they um, were like um, supporting me, like it's, you know, like they obviously, they did hold my hands, but I felt like I was held like physically the whole time, even though I was in a tub, I felt like I was definitely like surrounded and lifted and held. Right. Um, you, you weren't being ignored. They were listening to you. They were paying attention to you and honoring you. 
Yeah, and face of the energy in the room too, right? Like all held all of you. Maybe you know, not the physical, but also the emotional and yeah. Which is you know, which is funny because technically it was probably the less the least amount of touching involved, you know. (laughs) But I felt when all the women's hands were on you. Yeah. When you were telling that part of the story, I got chills to just like envision like all these women's energy like just pouring this love and this confidence into you and really really supporting you with like i'm so amazing yeah and i was thinking you know like then like little things made me happy that okay dr laurie wasn't here forever like i like i know she can i think they call it like two or two or three or so and then she was there as like three something and you know she came from the north shore to the Marine Corps base and the baby was born at 546. So not too terribly long, um, we, you know, as we know now. So I was like, okay, okay. I, I just like, uh, didn't like take everybody's time. Like, you know, in the moment I didn't think about it and I even was surprised why is she here, you know? Um, but later it felt important to me that um, I, I didn't want to waste anybody's time, but this was like later. Um, and now you're a doula too, and you know that that's neither here nor there. But yeah, it is something that it comes does. up in mothers' minds, and I think it's something that's important to talk about. That sometimes women worry about that. Oh, yeah. I'm taking all their time. I'm taking too long. They probably yeah. have other things they want to be doing. Even though when we show up for births, that's the only thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and um. So then people were asking like, so why was your doula sleeping downstairs and your friend had to come? And I'm like, first of all, you know, she, I had called her very early and my friend wanted to come. Like she literally like told me like she's coming. And then once she was there, she was not able to leave. <sighs> like, I don't remember her leaving the space at all. Like, and I don't she know. Went if she went on to become a doula and started working to train towards midwifery as well. Yeah. Wow. So, and you know, that's that's what I want to say too. Is um, you may not know what you need. So you know, obviously, Casey was not in my verse plan. Casey was not in my mind at all. Like she connected me with the right people, but then it definitely made sense now that it went full circle that she introduced me, you know, to sacred healing arts. And she introduced me, like, she gave me lots of confidence through the next couple months, you know, achieving this VBAC. And that she was there for the birth. It totally makes sense now. You know, that's what, it, it was probably planned like this from the beginning on. I just mm-hmm. didn't know. Right, a testament to being flexible and flowing with the moment. Yeah, so, and, um, you know, it also helped my doula because I was so needy. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So, but yeah, this this, le- this led me to doulaing for five years or so. Four years, five years. Yeah, and then people ask, were starting at asking questions. What was like, what was my next step going to be? Including Jamie and other people. Like, yes, so, I remember very distinctly sitting in your car talking about this. <laughs> what am I going to do next? Like, how long am I going to be a doula for? So, uh, and I want to say I'm, I'm a pretty involved doula. You know, I, you know, I've not seen many other people doula, like, because there's usually only one. 
but people have told me that I do that different than other people do that. I don't know. You're super invested. It's not just a profession. It's your heart's work of connecting with women. I think that there's, there's, and not that many doulas don't do that, but you bring your own special edge of who you are too. You know, you, you're really invested. I think that your life experience brought you to this, you know, and it's like, yeah, you're calling. I mean, you're answering a calling. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have a good friend of mine now. Um, I was their doula and she says I saved their marriage. Oh. So I made him be so supportive Mm-hmm. doing her birth to doing her v-back and do this and do this and do this but she didn't really realize that i was sort of telling him what to do she just saw he did this all on his own and finally he was taking care of her and finally mm-hmm. he stood by her side when she really needed him and she draws back on this now like you know she's mad at him she's like oh, but when i really needed him he was there <laughs> right. so and so this really helps her um you know go through the rough patches when they mm-hmm. right things yeah it's so that's, and she's like a great friend of mine now so amazing awesome. yeah so i want to take a moment to really harp on this v-back thing for those that don't know that that means stands for vaginal birth after cesarean and in your case it was also an h-back a home birth after cesarean three cesareans um can you take us back to that moment of you finding sacred healing arts and then balancing your options or weighing your options yeah, so- and navigating like fear or risk? And how did you know that you had to do this, even though the entire medical community was like, you're bonkers, that's not okay. Yeah. So, um, so from the very beginning on, uh, so when I had a, my baby um, at, with special beginnings, it's how to were called my first baby. Um, in Maryland law is very different. So they told me already like, um, you know, like the next baby you have um, has to be in a hospital. So, you know, so in 2007, that's already in my mind, VBAC has to happen in the hospital and it's gonna be safer and it's gonna be this and this and that. So then um, in Germany, um, I wasn't quite ready yet for home birth, even though I was exploring the option a little bit. Um, so then here, uh, when we came to Hawaii, I did look up the options and did see that um, there was um, there weren't any restrictions, um, that we had choices, we had all the choices, um, and that we were able to literally choose who we were going to uh, invite into our space. Um, you know, now people know that we have like traditional midwives here. We have um, NDs that are um, midwives. That's Dr. Laurie, she's an ND. And then we have, um, I think we had only Selena at the, at the time, CPM, maybe other midwives too. And then we obviously had some hospital midwives. But um, I felt very happy that I had um, a choice that I could look around who felt best for me and who I um, connected with. And then that I was also possible, that this was possible to do this at home. And it wasn't scary for me at all. Like laying on the operating table sounded 10 times more scary than trying to have a baby at home. Like, right. Like that. It's my house. 
like and how cool is it to have a baby in the same room than the baby was made yeah so, so amazing yeah so uh and then you know my husband my husband was deployed so being just in my room was also logistically um much easier than going to the hospital who's going to take care of my other three kids um even though we had somebody but it's just you know they, they want mom you know um the youngest was just about three years old they you know they they don't want a babysitter for you know three days straight but um that was very like this was very important um for me that yes like you know i i didn't interview another midwife because i connected with dr Lori immediately i just loved her energy and i loved her confidence in me and i also loved her like and she said this like i cannot you know you need to want this like um this you know you doing this i can support you but you know so i didn't Sounds say like I didn't. you would say <laughs> <laughs> yes maybe um but yeah so i um i i you know i really like that i have this that i had this choice and then you know looking at the midwifery bill and that these choices might be taken away from us or you know from future pregnancies and families um yeah it's, it's very disheartening you know um that you know like yes dr lori was the right choice for me and she's still able to practice but this was my personal decision. Like, I don't think I would have cared what was behind her name when I met her. It was, it didn't matter to me if she was an ND. She probably could have had, I don't know, XYZ or nothing behind her name. Like, just call me Laurie from the North Shore. <laughs> so, right. It, it did not matter. Her credentials did not matter to me at all. Um, it was all about connection. And then also like, you know, the referral from, you know, from Jamie to Dr. Lowry, you know, Casey, Jamie, Dr. Lowry. So th th that there was some sort of, um, that made me feel good um, that. Right, you were just picking out of the yellow pages. It was somebody who, people who had already spent time and in this space, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So, and the, the this referral meant more to me than the credential, so. So it sounds like right. it almost wasn't that hard of a decision for you. Once you found someone to support you, it was rather clear for you that that's what you wanted? It was immediately clear. So yeah. so we talked to her um, and then while I was going, while we were walking to the car, I'm like, we're going to hire her. This is what we're going to do. It's just um, because I felt so much better leaving the um, the the space, you know, like I wasn't crying, you know, because I had brought up V back to other people, you know, OBGYNs or even uh, a CNM. And they all were all telling me I was selfish and, you know, I shouldn't even consider this. Um, whereas her was like, yeah, we can do this, but you do this. Like, mm -hmm. I'm going to be there for you, but you have to do this. Whereas the other people were like, no, let me manage this for you. Like, um, treating me like I wasn't going to be capable on my own and that that's, this needed to be managed for me. Right. And that they didn't even really believe that it could be. Yeah. That, no. that the best way to manage it was to just have a repeat C-section. Yeah. 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 
and which for some that would be right for them. But the fact that, like you said, that you had choices, that that wasn't where the buck stopped, you know, that you were like, yeah, okay, exactly out there for me. And, and that, yeah. That, yeah. We got so, you. We got you girl. <laughs> yeah. So, and you know, with my, so with my second baby, you know, that we, we, we decided fairly quickly on a repeat cesarean uh, when the induction methods didn't work because, you know, I had two miscarriages. We really wanted another baby. So at that time, a repeat cesarean sounded like the best choice, but baby number four, no, no, that wasn't the right choice for me. That wasn't the right choice for our family. Um, and yeah, it just needed to happen like it happened. Yes, it did. Indeed. <laughs> and now you're the amazing mother, woman, friend, doula, soon to be midwife, the community. Uh, wherever you guys end up next, we'll be so lucky to have you guys. Um, yeah. Yvonne, is there any last thing you want to leave in the ears of our listeners or anything you want to say about VBACs that you really want people to know? So what I really want people to know is like, you know, VBAC is possible after one VBAC, after one cesarean or five cesareans or however many cesareans you've had, um, even with special scars, there's, you know, these days a lots of online support, but, um, my biggest advice is do not go with the first provider. Do not give up until you hear, oh yeah, that's possible. Like if you think it's possible, then just find somebody else that thinks it's possible. So, because if you have somebody um, that is just like, well, we can see that's not being supportive. Um, find somebody that's really think that's possible um, and it needs to start with a good provider first. Like, and you need to feel good about it. Like find the right provider. If this is a home birth, if this is a hospital birth uh, or like, you know, independent birth center, um, shop around for your provider. Don't take mm -hmm. the first no. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. Great advice. Great yeah. advice. Definitely. Just cause someone doesn't see it as possible doesn't mean it's true. Don't stop there. Keep shopping yep. around. Thank you, Yvonne. Your stories are so rich. Thank you for sharing those intimate details of your journeys throughout the years. I really appreciate that. And it would you like to share with listeners how they can contact you um, if you want? Yeah, I have a I have a website at wonderbirth.com. So W-U-N-D-E-R-B-I-R-T-H.com. Um, it's just my doula website. Um, I'm pretty busy. I'm also, you know, going to school and doing other things. Having threes um, and four sons. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm getting inquiries for January already. So, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Okay, it's, well, I know you're just an amazing resource in many ways, particularly the whole VBAC thing, but um, so. So uh, many things though. You can you can be a marriage counselor <laughs> No, I don't want to be a marriage counselor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a sidebar of what we do, though. It's amazing how many facets midwifery really covers. So yeah, many yeah, hats. It's, 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 yeah, like, it's, it definitely is, yes. Yeah. And thank goodness, because we don't want to just be specialists for one thing. We need to support the whole, right? Yeah. Need to support the whole so right. or at least have some insight on it <laughs> mm -hmm. yes 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 cool. all right ladies what a wonderful morning with you thank you 
And so well, enjoy your day. Thank you. Aloha. Aloha. Aloha.